Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Unvarnished. And uh, I am Dr. Dia Lewis, aka Dr. Dee Dee, and I am your host. On last week, we were addressing the issue or matter of community empowerment uh, in keeping with uh, the current situation of our of our country. And uh, I see that as being something that we could all take part in and get very, very involved in and get behind. And that would uh, end positively for the present and for our future. Community empowerment. You know, give it some thought because, well, I like to point out that, you know, poverty is a a systemic and social problem and it just in my opinion and is contrast uh, with the uh, individual problem of lack of cash you know and or resources so we must distinguish you know between the social level and the uh, individual level uh, and this analysis and in um, uh, future observations and or, you know, in any inventions or interventions that we want to implement because a community is a social organization. And it is not, I repeat, it is not, you know, an individual. So, and it is far more than a mere collection of individuals you know it can sometimes be referred to as an entity uh, sometimes described as super organic that transcends the individuals that compose it at any one time so you know just bear that in mind because we can make individuals stronger you know, physically or psychologically, and uh, we can also make our communities stronger as well, i.e., capacity, you know, wealth, and power. But gotta understand, these are not the same. Okay, they're not. So, you know, we must be careful to avoid making predictions and assumptions about communities as if a community is an individual thinking human being. It is easy to try to make that distinction, but, you know, one would be wrong for us to slip into that kind of thinking. But if you're thinking about uh, becoming involved in community uh, empowerment and uh, becoming a mobilizer, you know, then we can see the individuals and can work with individuals, you know, or targets in the community of a social organization, which you cannot see in its totality and with which, you know, you must work indirectly. 
to be successful then in empowering your community, it is necessary for you to understand that, you know, the nature of social organizations of the social level of society, you know, it's also necessary for you to know something about the relationship between an individual or individuals and the community and that society. Okay. So, but what what we would like to do is try to minimize a theory and ideology and try to emphasize practical guidelines, methods, and techniques, you know, that would encourage you to learn more about the science of sociology and the nature of community as a social organization. in order for the work that you do or thinking about doing to be more effective. Remember, however, that sociology cannot be very precise and very predictive as, let's say, as chemistry or astronomy is because the factors that affect social change are just too many, just too many to number. It is made more difficult because as social organizations such as a community that is in construct or a model that you can see or not see directly, but uh, nevertheless, you need to set yourself a career goal of learning more about you know, the social perspective and to develop skills and understanding the social elements that are revealed by the indicators you can see, including the behavior of individuals, social and economic statistics, some events, and the demographic data. So... Is this? I know it's sounding kind of boring, but all these things are key in knowing if you're going to become, you know, a mobilizer with community uh, empowerment, helping your people move forward fast. Uh, you can't know too much when it comes to dealing with uh, individuals and your community. Okay, because empowering a community is not something that you can do that will come easy but as you see the work being done uh, you'll be pleased with the goals that you're you know, striving to because the uh, process of empowerment or capacity development you know, it is a social process it is something that the community itself must undergo even members of a community Uh, as individuals cannot develop their community it is a growth process of the community as a whole internally as an organism you know you got to think about it like that in those terms so trying to force growth 
trying to force social change, you know, is called social engineering. And it does have its effects, but usually effects that are far, you know, from what you want. So my method is to stimulate the community into something simple as just to take action, you know, to get involved. We often refer to that action as a project. You know, by doing a project, the community will become more empowered uh, and develop more capacity. The action it takes is its exercise to become stronger. You know, as I mentioned, you know, probably a little earlier in the other segment that people must struggle in order to become stronger. And, you know, that's like anything. Just think in terms of just if you decide you want to start an exercise regimen, you know, and you start, you know, putting your body through these different reps and exercises and and things like that. You know, you're going to notice some discomfort. You're going to get some pain and some aches. And at times you're probably going to want to quit. But if you stay committed and decide to stick with it uh, for the duration then you will start to see you start to see the benefit of the struggling that went before you know the progress wouldn't you agree just think about it in those times really seriously so you know the basic method of a community mobilizer is to first determine what the community as a whole wants then got it in struggling to achieve that you know okay that makes any sense an inside an outsider uh, cannot decide what the community wants I mean that really should make sense I mean if the person isn't from the area doesn't know they're outside of coming in trying to tell you what you need and you've been there for 10, 20, 30 years in the community watching this, that, and the other. You know what's needed there. You don't need nobody to come in and tell you anything about anything. And if they try to, then you need to tell them they can kick rocks because they don't even know what's happening. They need to move around. It's the community members. They have to agree on what they want. And what they want the most or what they want first. That is the first of several reasons why they need to participate in decision making. And that participation is needed first to determine what they want most. And you have some people may call it a brainstorming session. You know, that's going to take place in order to find out, you know, get you an outline and draw out what those priorities will be and how you'll go about trying to achieve those. But when done correctly, it is a process that determines a communal choice, not the choice of a few people or of a dominant faction. Okay. 
It has to be collective. It has to be as a whole. No one person gets to dictate what will happen for others. Okay? And after that is the decision of strategy or what path to follow in order to reach the priority goal. Again, there are different ways to choose a strategy, but the more it represents the will of the community members as a whole, the more valid it will become. The participation will be vital to the success of any community empowerment. So, you know, whatever the the project, it will have inputs and outputs. Inputs are the resources put into the project and an output is an objective when it is realized. Okay? Let me say that again. Inputs are the resources put into the project and the output is an objective when it is realized. While some of the outputs can come from you know, outside donors, including the government. But the community itself, its members should make some sacrifices too, as well as participation in decision making. I suggest that the community also make contributions of resources as inputs. Now, don't, you know, buck your eyes and raise your eyebrows and think of sometimes that's necessary too. If you want something good to happen for you or what you're thinking about, what you're trying to progress to, you know, you got to put think about putting some skin into the game too. You know, that's just how that thing works. You know, you got to be willing to roll up your sleeves and, you know, might even have to reach in your pocket. You know, I don't know. But whatever, if, if your community is important enough to you, then none of that should matter about what you have to do. You just will go ahead and do it. Okay? So, monitoring is an essential but often overlooked element of any project. The community should also participate in monitoring the projects that they put forth, okay? Members should not leave it only to the outsiders, if you decided to let some come in, uh, to donors or to implementors to see if it is going as planned. Because, see, they are not in your community. They're not in our community. They're not there to stay. They're not going to be there for the long haul, you know, to see how it's going to play out for us and if that's in our best interest. Once they turn and walk away, you know, that's just it. We're left with that bag holding it. So we got to make sure that the bag we're holding is what we want to be holding. Correct? Correct. Just think about it in terms of that. It's your community. It's our community. 
let's not always be ready to walk away, you know, from it. And, you know, i.e. moving out, you know, going to the other side. Uh, that's not always the answer. If, if we all run away from our communities once they start to look like they're going in the wrong direction or in decay or becoming blighted or whatever you want to call it, you know, and we have to put back into what our ancestors left for us. If they didn't leave it to us in that way, then we can't just leave it to the next or future generations you know, in a raggedy way or decayed way or a blighted way, we get together, we come together and figure out ways how to keep our community strong and to be the lifeblood for people, our people, as we move forward in these lives. We get together, we put, everybody puts in on it. Knowledge, you know, skill sets, whatever we bring to the table, we all need to bring it to the table collectively in order to get these things done and keep our communities strong and our children safe and and just to keep it going. That's all I can just really say about that is just to keep it going. We take care of what we love. And if we love our community and our people like we say we do, then we should be about it and we should do whatever it takes to prove that fact that we do love our communities enough to roll up our sleeves and come together collectively and do what we need to do for them to keep them whole. Well, that's all I got for you uh, this week. We're going to continue to keep talking about community empowerment and how to keep our community strong and uh, so give it some thought and then after you think about it you know find an organization that you can work with that is about community empowerment and if you can't find one create one and then try to get some people to come on board with you so uh, continue to love yourself be good to yourself and until next time have a good one